The following may contain language that is not suitable for all audiences. time medication gong medication meditation gong says yes medication gong it could be a medication gong so yes low fat podcast time talk friday um what was i gonna say oh yeah more housekeeping we we don't know if our if our issues is uh resolved itself or not we hope so We'll know by tomorrow. We're doing the test. Uh, second thing, we were actually kind of talking the other day. And as we were talking, I was like, man, this would be a really good topic for the podcast. And uh, now you can't remember it. I have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> That's why you need to carry a notebook. And uh, third thing, so maybe while we're talking, it might come to us. But uh, as, as we had alluded to last time, if you guys didn't really notice, Matt and I have very differing views on people and humanity. And happiness, apparently. Well, I don't know about happiness, but on the humanity thing, I wouldn't say that my view on people is a downward or a pessimistic view. It's just that... Um, it just seems that way, though, sometimes. Well, well, because when people talk about people that espouse this view about how we're these, these precious creations... And special and uh, chosen, anointed, whatever, you know, God-picked. Noble. Right. In my mind, when I think of those things, and I, when I think of a people, or when I think of people that are supposed to be all these things, yeah, I don't really picture us now. I just thought of, actually, I just thought of something, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about exactly what it is that happened, because people that I work with will probably figure it out. But I, I'm i always interested about how greedy people are. And yet when there's something up for grabs, when there's free shit up for grabs and they see that it might go to somebody else, they're like, I'll take that. Don't, don't be giving that to those people over there. And I'm like, five minutes ago, you didn't want this shit. But now you see that I'm going to give this to somebody else. And you're, and all of a sudden you're like, I'll take that shit. But that's a psychological thing, though, right? I mean, that, um, that that's the that's you know what it is. It's that we've talked about this before. It's the mentality. It's the scarcity mentality. You Maybe think so? the pie. Oh yeah. Well, you, I was, you know your mentality that like that, that there's everyone that behaves like there's like a a finite amount, a finite amount of stuff, and and a finite amount of things. So you gotta you gotta take that piece of the pie. Well, there's that, but I was just also thinking about. Um, like exes, like uh, when there's a, a person that likes you, but you don't like them. Okay. And then you're just like, eh, I don't, I don't like her that much. And the second, I'll move on. and the second you, and the second she moves on, all of a sudden you're like, hey. Oh, but that that works the reverse way too, doesn't it? Like if you move on, 
Have you ever had the ex that's like kind of like not around and not interested, and then they see you moving on, and then they're kind of around? Well, my life, my life trajectory has has always been kind of centered around this very odd phenomenon, and it may only be odd because it's that way in my head. And a lot of times, what goes on in your head is 180 degrees different from what actually is going on. Mm-hmm. But I I always get the feeling that people don't want me around when times are good, when things are easy, when there's spoils to be had. Okay. When it's time to get the spoils, when it's time to put in the work to get all the stuff, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm your guy. Everybody wants me. I'm the most popular girl at the ball. But once all that's done, then they're just like, go back to your little cubby hole. I'll call on you when I need you again? No, I'll call on you when I, when, when I want something to get done. Then, you know, you can do that at your detriment. And then later on, when it's time to divvy up the spoils, you can just go away and not get any. Like some kind of, uh, like those truffle pigs, man. I, I feel sorry for those damn pigs. Because they find the truffles and they never get to eat them, right? Yeah. I you think, think they ever give them a truffle? No. no. It's too expensive. Probably give them a rotten apple or something. <laughs> so you're a truffle pig? Well, I'm a pig, but... You're definitely a pig when you eat almond dust. Oh, yeah. Well, almonds in general, I love those things. That was a funny exchange, actually. What? Oh, when I was when I was editing the podcast, and you were talking about where well, you think I'm just like trying to snort the almond dust, <laughs> and I was calling you a hog. Um, but yeah, it's a funny thing. Greed's a funny thing, you know. Yeah, I, I like I, I don't I don't understand the mentality that like oh, I don't think you would sit there and say, <clears throat> "Oh, just give that stuff to me," because I don't want you to like, give that to anybody else. I definitely understand it in scarce times. I mean, that's a I can see where that's an evolutionary advantage, wanting more, especially when... It's but, like, well, it's like the dogs, right? But there's dogs, always plenty of food around in my job. Well, there's plenty of food around, period. Right. In this country. Yeah. Even in the world. So... Uh, which makes the makes the contrived scarcity of things really just kind of puzzling to me. I don't understand why... Well, no, I do understand. We've talked about it before about why things are so expensive. But, you know, prices aren't dropping. Yeah, well, when you when you place an incorrect label on people, and I'm talking about our so-called leaders, they're not leaders, and with our deep-seated desire to be deserving, we don't want to think that any, any success or good fortune that comes to us is merely just outrageous fortune. Because if it is, then you have nothing to do with it. And for a lot of people, that would I think that would break their brain. If you sat and thought that no matter what you do, it doesn't matter. I, had, I don't even like it, and I'm I'm kind of aware of... That's kind of your view. Yeah. Not kind of, that is your view. But at the same time, my mind really rails against that. I just don't like... Well, I... I the notion of just sitting and waiting. It's not just sitting and waiting. The idea that you can you can rack your brain and work as hard as you can and the things that you got just you just happen to get them. That's a very disconcerting thought. And from my standpoint it's a disconcerting thought because that means everything I've got can just go away. Yeah. Right? If I didn't do anything to get it if I, if I did stuff to get the stuff that I got, that means that I, to get more stuff, I just need to do more stuff. Right. Be busy. Or whatever. Try. 
But if if it is true that your effort doesn't really amount to anything, then there is that why bother point, but then there's also the what the hell. That means some of the schmuck over here has like billions of dollars because just because. Whereas some, I mean, you know, some bum has nothing because, you know, we all like to think, oh yeah, that, that, person, that person's a bum because, you know, for these reasons. And the whole story that people, some people are trying to, are, are trying to, 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 to peddle is no, there's just, just bad fortune. Mm. And I'm sitting there going, well, okay, but things can't just be one way, right? You can't have all. You can't have the lack of or all these bad things happen to you because of just bad fortune. Okay. And then say, but all the great stuff you have and all the stuff that you like that you've got, that's because you put in the effort. That's kind of what we're. That's the line that we're sold to. You know about somebody who's a billionaire or whatever that somehow that that person is like better, smarter. Made some better moves. Well, that's the, the their intelligence. <clears throat> you know, super intelligent. That's the whatever. whole. That's the whole. That's the whole reason why I don't like that whole better idea. We all have this. We're all made up of the same raw materials. Every, each and every one of us. It's just the combination of those raw materials just happens to be, happens to uh, combine in such a way that we're different. You're taller than I am. Mm-hmm. It, you know, you, you don't. Your <laughs> your bodily makeup. Physically, I mean, you yeah. know, like like the the DNA, the molecules, and all that junk. You don't have anything that I don't have. See, I have a, I have a good buddy of mine that I see from time to time, and uh, he's he's pretty smart. He's a smart guy, but he always like looks at me and like looks at my credentials. He's like, oh, you're he's like you're so much smarter than me. And and then he, when he talks about Elon Musk, he's like, oh, Elon Musk is so so brilliant. And and I'm like, dude. I'm like, Elon Musk is no smarter than you. In fact, you might even be smarter than Elon Musk. But he can't get his head around that because he's like, well, look at, look at Elon Musk and everything that he's got. And I'm like, well... Right, because he wants, he wants to, like all of us, wants to think that it's something that we do that we can get all this stuff. Right. And, and yeah, he does do different stuff. I mean, uh, his dad was a entrepreneur, I suppose. Was he? I don't know. I only know that he was involved with PayPal. Yeah, that. Well, his dad, his dad was like a serial entrepreneur, I believe. But that's like the whole thing. I remember um, uh, here in Southern California, the uh, the Vietnamese community, very big, and there are a lot of people that are involved that are Vietnamese that are involved in politics. And um, I remember years ago, I was talking with a friend, and my friend was saying, you know, you know, Vietnamese population, they they came to a country with nothing, and now they're. They're almost running the show in certain respects and certain stuff. And I was like, but these are the same people that ran their country. Yeah. So there is, there is, a, there is something to say about some type of expertise in how to manipulate, I guess, might have a negative connotation to it, but it is manipulating systems. Right. So if you... Admin- a lot of more administrators, right? Well... A good chunk of them, good chunk of them were people that were you know running their government. Yeah, but people are looking at me like, well, these people are boat people, and I'm like, well, yeah, they're boat people, but they also ran their country. How do you think they got out? Yeah, 
Right. The only people that got out were the people that had resources to get out. And the ones that didn't get out and are running their country over there, they were involved with that political party. Right. So, you know. And then everyone else was just SOL. In, in, the, in the system that we've, that we've got and we've had for probably several millennia, you know, the, the self-governing system, not really designed for everyone to do well. Yeah. And I don't know that that kind of system will ever occur. I don't think that we're geared towards it. So when I sit there and talk about my view of, of people, that's what I'm saying. If, if, if we were as noble and as good and as whatever, you know, picked by God to run the world. Righteous. I would think that if we were that hot to trot, we, the world wouldn't be like this. And that's not to say that I, I think there should be no bad fortune, no poor people, no whatever. I mean, but I mean, you know, if I, I can't really articulate it as well as I want to, but <laughs> sounds good in your head. It doesn't even um, sound good in there. It's a sad thing. I just find it like. I don't know if depressing is the right word for it. It is. It's disheartening, definitely. Yeah. Disheartening is probably a better word for it. It's disheartening to think that whenever someone who's... <coughs> excuse me. Someone who's a bit ideological could just throw all that junk away and be like, you know what? I'm just going to get whatever I can. But yeah. Huey Long. Yeah. You know, the, the poster child for graft and corruption... He started out as, you know, someone who wanted to do stuff for the poor. Lyndon Johnson also was a, was a real big advocate for, like when he was in Texas, I think he was a teacher for a little while. And he yeah. Was, but. See, that's, I was thinking about this in the context of like job interviews. And job interviews, there's such, it's such bullshit, right? Like, like it's like. It seems like 98% of job interviews is firstly whether or not the person has a, likes you, like straight out of the gate, the interviewer. And then the other thing is it's like there's certain questions that like there's certain answers that people want to hear and mostly it's BS. Like mm -hmm. if you're honest, if you're truly honest in a job interview, when someone says, uh, and this is like a classic question I've had before in like job interviews where they're like, um, oh, you know, aren't you? Aren't you afraid that, um, and this is like the classic ageist question of like, aren't you afraid that, um, that this, this job is going to be a little bit boring for you? And, and my, and, and the answer that I always would want to make is like, no, I'm afraid that I'm not going to be able to pay my bills. So just give me the job, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, I'll do anything to get this job, but you can't say that. Right. But, but in the job interview context, a lot of it is bullshit. Right, there's certain answers that they want to hear, and it's mostly bullshit. You know, which is another weird thing about being in a society. They, I mean, you know, it's like they they don't want you to like be honest in a job interview. They want you to they want the answer that they want. That's not an honest answer. Well, and I was I was going to expand on that. Just just say you can you can kind of like you know go outward from just job interviews and be in general. We don't want we don't want honest people in society. I mean, if we had it. It'd, like you know, people that are actually honest. Well, it's like, how are you? How are you doing today? <clears throat> well, you know, people that are actually honest, they they don't have a good time. Actually, as a matter of fact, I feel like I've been like grinding away for fucking 50, 20 years, and you know, 
and my give a damn's basically busted. <laughs> you know, like you can't say that in a job interview. Well, you can't say that in society. Right. You can't say that to an acquaintance. How you doing? I'm doing pretty crappy today, dude. <laughs> and then the response like, oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry things are going like that. I hope things get better. And, you know, Did that, you really? That, per- that person's, well, that person's, yeah, because they're sorry they asked you. Right. Right. And, and they're, they're hoping things will get better. And in the meantime, they just want to get as far away from you as possible. Shit, even with, even with family, I feel like that's the case, right? Like if, if some family member reaches out to you and they don't necessarily want to hear things aren't going very well. Oh, which brings me out to, the, to one of the things that I was thinking of. I, uh, you know, why is it that we don't want other people to do the things that we do? You know, for example, when we're complaining, when we're bitching and moaning about stuff, a lot of people that I've run into, when they're bitching and moaning about stuff and you pile on and start bitching and moaning about your stuff, they're kind of unhappy about that. Right. Because it's like, this is my bitching, mine? <laughs> Did I ask you how you were doing? <laughs> so, so it's kind of like that. And that runs into our whole idea of how special we are. We all, we're I try to avoid that, though. Like, like if, if what, I bitching friend, and moaning? Or? Well, if I've got a friend who's like having a hard time with things, yeah. I try and listen. Rather than sitting there and saying, well, let me tell you about my problems. Like, like you think <laughs> you got problems? Let me tell you about mine. Like, not helpful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not helpful if you're the guy that's calling out <clears throat> and just wants to gripe, right? Yeah, and uh, but that's being the type of person that that's how I deal with stuff. I don't want you to fix it. I don't want you to tell me how bad you feel. I just want you to sit there and be like an animated brick. Right. And so, I actually had this experience with another buddy of mine where we kind of stopped. I, I stopped calling him because every time I would call him, it would be just to gripe. But he would sit there and say, have you tried doing this? Have you tried doing that? Blah, 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 blah. And then I would always be like, ah, <laughs> you know, like, like, I don't need you to fix my, my problems here. I'm just I'm just calling to gripe, dude. Like, I don't I don't need you to <clears throat> give me a whole bunch of your advice about, you know, Okay, so things are going better for you, but well, there are also also there there are some people that don't believe that that's a, a healthy thing. What griping? They just they don't want to gripe to somebody else. Well, then they don't understand about being a man. Then, well, definitely. I mean, I mean, dudes, definitely dudes. I mean, my in my experience, like, well, I'm sure women, women too, right? Right. Women like to gripe. Yeah, but when a woman gripes to another woman, is it just is it just for the sake of griping? I, bl- I don't know. At this point, we're just going on straight assumptions now, but it seems yeah. like it because the biggest gripe that women have about men is that I don't need you to fix my problems, right? They're just like, you know, if I, the, to, to, go on the, <laughs> to go on a movie reference, white men can't jump, yeah. right? I don't need you to bring me a glass of water. Yeah. When I say I'm thirsty, I just want you to understand the concept. And the cats have to drive mouthedness, like, but if you just drank and some Woody water. Woody Harrelson's character is like, well, I don't understand. Right, because Woody Harrelson's character is like, but if you drank some water, you wouldn't be thirsty anymore, so problem solved. That just reminds me of another <clears throat> skit I saw where, um, I, I guess it was like it was like some guy that just had golf with a buddy of his that was going through a divorce or something. Mm-hmm. And the wife's like, so how's he doing? And uh, the, the guy's like, I don't know. And she's like, well, you just played 18 rounds of golf with him. Like, and he's like, yeah. And he's like, what do you guys talk about? He's like, golf. <laughs> and she's like, well, he's going through his divorce, right? Like, did you guys talk about that? He's like, no, it didn't come up. Yeah. And she's like, did you ask him? He's like, no, man. 
and she was so pissed off at her husband because you know she's like you literally were on the golf course for him for 18 holes you know he's going through some stuff but you can't tell me anything that's going on with him and he's like that's right that's what I, that's what i love about being around non-touchy-feely guys and they are fewer and fewer as time goes on but oh don't get me wrong I, you know one of my closest friends is somebody who's very touchy-feely um He's a, he's a fellow romantic slob, as I like to call, because I'm that too. But, you know, I, I try not to gripe around him. Cause, okay. Because uh, he's, like, he's like an odd combination of male and female. So the, the, the in-touch-with-his-feeling side is all about being empathetic and like, oh, you know, sympathetic. And, 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 but then the, the, the male side of things is like, well, have you tried? Like, no, no, stop, stop. You just say that to him? Uh, no, he just he, he kind of knows. We've known each other for a long time, right? So he just kind of knows that he knows that like you're not wanting him to give you advice. Yeah, but it, it does make him feel bad because um, well, a lot of my friends feel that I have a very self-deprecating view on stuff. You do, yeah. And uh, a lot of people don't like it when I'm when I seem like I'm down on myself. Which I'm really not. I'm just, you know, complaining about junk. Like, I like to complain about how short I am till the cows come home because, well, that's never going to change. I'm never going to get taller. Right. And But you're not saying these things in order for someone to say, no, 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 dude, you're right. You're really not that short. And I'm not saying these things for like, for people to say, oh, it will get better. Like, dude, I know it'll get better or, or worse. I, I just know it's not going to stay the same. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that scares me to no end. Yeah, I don't like the expression, uh, the the idea that, like, well, things can always get worse. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> things will always, I prefer things are going to get better. Things will always know? change, which is, and, and that is a very scary concept. Despite what you do. Right. Oh, things are going great? Don't worry. <laughs> you know, oh, I, I can't believe how great things are going. He's like, yeah, don't worry. It'll change. <sighs> And then the, oh, I can't believe how terrible things are. Well, don't worry. It'll change, right? It might get better. It might get worse. Yeah, I just, that reminds me of some, uh, it was like some electronica group that I used to listen to. And it had, a, it had a recording from some guy at the beginning. And he was like, one minute you're with the most beautiful girl in the world. And like things are going really well. Next minute you're not. You don't have that girl. And he's, and he's like, that's life just all the time ups and downs and ups and downs and ups and downs and that's life well that's the that's the that's the incredibly scary statement about life you know this too shall pass yeah. if you really think about it that's an incredibly scary statement yeah it'll pass doesn't mean it's going to get worse doesn't mean it's not doesn't mean it's going to get better doesn't mean it's not but that's the constant this too shall pass oh you're <laughs> but it's mostly when people say this too shall pass, it's usually in the context of things being bad. Well, yeah, they're alluding to it'll it'll get better, right? That, they say this too shall pass because at the moment things are shit, right? And that's the that's the, the the point that they're alluding to. Yeah, okay. So you think things are tough right now? Hey, endure. Just grit your teeth and keep going because it's gonna get it's 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 gonna be over. It's not gonna be this way forever. But then what if it gets worse? Well, that's the part that, they're not, that I, they don't point out. If you're brutally honest, like, hey, don't worry about it. You know, it can always get worse. That's, that's just scary. Very frightening. 
but uh, it's also very comical because, you know, I don't see how we can be as prideful as we are knowing the things we know. You know, if you're beyond a certain age, and I want to say 15, yeah, around 15, you kind of, you kind of, you've kind of seen enough of stuff of life and you kind of know your, 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 your mental faculties are getting to the point where you know about certain things. Maybe. Yeah, because there are people that are in their 50s that aren't like that. And I'm just like, what the hell? I would say it's more like your 20s, but okay. it's just maybe I was like, a, maybe I'm, maybe I'm a late bloomer. Well, no, you're also probably, it's also good uh, to be kind of sheltered. I mean, um, well, you, you were one of them, right? You were one of the people that thought that, that would think that if, if I ever had kids, they would be, they would be the most disciplined kids on earth. And I'm like, no, man, they're going to be the most spoiled children you ever meet. You know, I, I think that about my, if I had kids, you know, up until they're about five or six, I, I, I am, just be, I think I'd be a pushover. I'm a pretty indulgent person as it is to my loved ones. And I'm not just, I'm not just saying family. I mean, to my friends and stuff, people I care, love and care about, man, I'm pretty indulgent, man. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of scary. I think I would be a very controlling parent and that would probably not go very well with kids. Well, I would be the opposite and it has the, it has the same potential for the same backfire. Yeah. Uh, you know, depending on, because everybody, 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 uh, everybody gripes about their parents. If they were too controlling, they hate the fact that their parents were so controlling and they decide to be a little bit more laissez-faire about their kids. Right. If their parents were super laissez-faire, then they're like, oh, you know, if they had, if they had like been a little bit more bird doggy and kept me from doing all the stupid junk that I did, then I would do better. And I'm sitting there going, what are you, nuts? See, I think my mom was pretty, because it was like single parent household. Mm-hmm. I think my mom was pretty laissez-faire with me, and as a result, I definitely like was had some wild times. But if she'd been like on top of me, I don't know that it would have gone better. Well, I don't think it would, and and I just have one phrase for that. <clears throat> What's that? Preacher's kids. Oh yeah. The wildest women I've ever met, well, girls, the wildest girls I've ever met in my life, were the daughters of super strict, staunch preachers. <sighs> Well, I remember some of the Catholic school girls. Hell, there's even like old pop songs. Yeah. I'm thinking Dusty Springfield. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's also, that's also one of my... It's a great song. I love that song. That's from the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. It is. It is. I don't remember what scene has the son of a preacher man in it, though. Uh, I think it's at the very beginning. Oh, no, wait. When, is it... When, when John Travolta's character first picks up Uma Thurman? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. You know, before she... Before she like snorts the raw heroin, thinking it's heroin, thinking <laughs> it's like cocaine. Yeah, the uncut heroin. Oops. <laughs> I just love the 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 the, the drug dealer, Eric, Eric Stoltz. I don't. Re- oh, he's like, don't bring her here, don't bring. Her. He's like, I'm bringing her here, man. <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen that movie. And then and then they do the yeah, the adrenaline. Yeah, the, and then uh, who's the girlfriend? That's Rosen uh, Arquette. Yeah, she's like that was fucking trippy when she pops up. Rosen Arquette, <laughs> man, I used to have the I used to have the biggest crush on her when I was a young boy. Oh, she's she's fine. <clears throat> she was fine. Now she's a, she was in the Big Blue too. Do you remember the Big Blue? Yes, the I Grand do. Blue. Yes, I do. That odd, odd movie. I love that movie, man. You are odd, odd duck. <laughs> you too can become a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> the hell 
That's what he does at the end. The swimmer? He croaks he like a dolphin? Down, no, he gets down to the bottom of the sea, and the dolphins are just kind of off off the rig, and he swims out. That's I don't the end that. of the movie, dude. I don't remember that at all. He's like going to join the dolphins. I just remember, I, I do remember him, you know, sending Jean Renault off into the deep. Well, that too, but he also swims off into the deep at the very end with the dolphins. Oh. He joins the Dolphins. You don't remember that? No. It's been... When did that movie come out? I don't know. 90s? Yeah, like early mid-90s, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the last time I saw that movie. There's actually an extended version of that movie, too. But the extended is not... It's too long. Is it anywhere near as painful as the extended version of Das Boot? The extended is a little much. The, 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 the cinema cut is better. The extended version of Das Boot is a lot, too. Is it longer? Yes. And it's all of them trying to sit there, trying to wait out the destroyer that's trying to kill them. So it's just dialogue of them on the submarine? There's no dialogue. They're underwater trying to be quiet. So it's just dead, it's, dead silence? It's just them like looking around going, are we going to die today? <laughs> I don't remember Das Boot. And it, it, didn't, help, it didn't help out at all that... When I saw that, I was, uh... What are you I, doing? I, well, the timer was like, yeah, shut Dave up now. Dave can't use the timer. Shut up now. He's like technologically uh, retarded. I'm very proud Luddite. Um, but yeah, I'm surprised you don't remember the end of that movie. Oh, I Because not. it's it's just like, What? If I watch if I watch that movie at the same time that I watched Das Boot, because she's like go be free, because she knows that he's gonna go and swim, like not come back. When you said that, it just reminded me of the because uh, he's like he's got some dolphin thing going on. I don't know. It just reminded me of Mork for Mork. What's that? Well, he sees an egg and he's like, oh, Mork. Yeah. When he sees an egg, he's like, oh, be free. And he throws it up in the air and just cracks and falls down <laughs> and cracks. <laughs> I used to love that show, dude. Everybody loved that show. show. I used to love Robin Williams until I found out he was just utterly and completely mad. Well, I, I, I think the drugs didn't help. Well, I saw him in that uh, comedy thing after he got off the drugs. Mm. I couldn't tell. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just sitting there going, oh my God. I remember uh, a girl I dated, her dad was at a dinner with Robin Williams and he said it was just unbearable. Because he said, like, every second, Robin was like, he had to be, like, the center of attention at the dinner. And he was like, ugh. I think he went to Juilliard. Oh, probably. With Christopher Reeve. I mean, he's very talented. Don't get me wrong. But. Yeah. Well, we've uh, we've come to the end of our road. Yep. I was hoping to bust some knowledge. Well, I've stopped. I've given up on that desire. Well, no, it's good to bust some knowledge, but we didn't really get to it today. What Any real topics? Well, any knowledge that we happened to bust is purely coincidental uh, is purely unintended <laughs> kind of like those uh, those uh, little uh, those little things that begin with a movie you know characters and events are based on mm -hmm. fiction any any, any, any similarity any to uh, real life to people? real life people living or dead is purely coincidental Uninten and unintended yeah uh, so for us it's not unintended that we uh, bust some knowledge on you but if it does happen it's purely coincidental yeah so anyway, thanks for listening. Like, subscribe, and you know what is it like two a, a week or so till Christmas? Yes, but we'll have there'll be another one, uh, one or two up before Christmas. Yay! All right, guys, we'll talk to you in a week. Bye.